This episode is presented by Warriors Hope, serving our veterans by helping them reintegrate back into civilian life effectively. Visit them online at warriors-hope.org. Well, we were talking uh, area around us today. You got uh, well, not today, but over the last couple of days, you got hit with a EF two tornado. So Jesus, that's lighter. That's a lot lighter for <laughs> us. It was near us. It wasn't us. That's the lighter part. It wasn't us, right? <laughs> well, you know, John, with you going through uh, all of your emergency training, I mean, what when tornadoes hit around? I mean, what's your uh, response? I mean, were you on duty at the time near us? I mean, because it was still really shitty out here. I was still on my couch enjoying life. Yeah, watching the dark clouds go by, going. I'm glad I'm yeah. not working right now. <laughs> Pretty much, yes, yes. We we were in Midland uh, for a uh, family member's open house, and um, my son and I had left early, and and of course he was all worried about Ma and, and his little brothers getting home safe because at that time, uh, the tornado was in Eaton Rapids and was making its way over here. So. No, no, it's uh, it was it was good timing for me. You know, I've been stuck in a couple storms where we have had tornadoes, and uh, those suck, man. Those those suck because you can't yeah. see nothing anyway. Yeah. And uh, you know, I just figure I'm going to be one of those uh, idiot casualties just driving around and you know get tossed. But right. I've always said if something happens to me, I hope it's while I'm at work. <laughs> right. Well, with you being on the fire department now, I mean, you got a chance to be called out on those to to stand and watch, and yeah, we you know we didn't get called out. The South End did. Um, they got called out for a couple of weather watches. Uh, they also got called out for several power lines down and things like that. But uh, mm-hmm. luckily for us, we went through the uh, period where all of ours was taken down and replaced, so we we have newer <laughs> infrastructure. <laughs> so, so now our power lines just pretty pretty much come down when a drunk hits them. <laughs> so right. yeah, it's a good time. But yeah. <laughs> And only one of us got pulled over recently, so we got that going on for us too. Right. Well, we won't say who that right. was. Well, it certainly wasn't me. I can't remember the last time I got pulled over, but you know, truthfully, that could be like right. three days ago. Right. <laughs> I'm surprised Dustin could remember. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I was with my dad when I got pulled over. Wasn't even well, paying attention. I was completely at fault, and um. He just looked up, saw the cop. He goes, oh, boy, pull over. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, uh, so here's one for you, John, okay? I I think you owe Tim a thank you first. (laughs) Well, uh, yes, thank you, Tim. Uh, (laughs) We won't go into much detail, but we'll we'll go with it. Um, I have a license to conceal carry in the state of Michigan, and I had my firearm nearby uh we were on our way up north so we didn't even get two miles from my house before this all happened <laughs> it was a great send-off to the day i spent all day in court and then wait, wait a minute wait a minute you over. said you were going north but you were heading yeah south funny story about that <laughs> i was supposed to go to the library to turn in a book for my wife that she forgot about So I'm blaming her, and she's listening right now at my in-laws' place. Um, 
Well, maybe so, not. We, we've we've gotten word that uh, Canada is censoring everything, so maybe she's not listening. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't said the virus word yet, so maybe they're not censoring that yet. <laughs> um, so I was going to the library here in town and to drop off her book. I'm just going to put that out there, her book, and got pulled over near the library. can't read. Still, hey, I li- I can listen to a book as good right. as anybody. <laughs> exactly, audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> Love audiobooks. Um, got pulled over next to the library, about the next row, in between the two roads, right before you get to the library there. And uh, yeah, when we got back from up north, we dropped the library book off because I still forgot about it. <laughs> See, you, you were in a hurry, and then you got stopped, and then you forgot yeah. what you were yeah. in a hurry for. Oh, oh yeah, they're not, they're not censoring us yet over there. Not yet. Yeah. Hello, so, Amanda. Thanks for right. joining Watch again. this. I believe in yeah. constitutional carry, and, and I identify as vaccinated. <laughs> there, <laughs> we're on the list. <laughs> well, now she said she can't hear us. We went dark. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> so I had uh, my pistol next to me in between kind of where I carry it in the truck uh, when we're driving. And immediately I pulled out my driver's license um, and my concealed carry and handed it over. Now, as a police officer, is that the proper way? Is that how you would like it to be handled if you if somebody has a concealed carry like that? Or yeah, so what like, is the better protocol? When you, when you take your classes, um, they're supposed to be telling you that that is how you do that, as long as you are carrying. And if you're not carrying, you still have to identify that you are a CPL holder. Um, so yeah, that is the proper way to do it. Uh, most of us that have been doing this a while just just assume everybody is armed, <laughs> regardless yeah. if they have the uh, the little license or not. Okay. Um, so I had it there. Um, I identified it. I showed them where it was at. Um, I didn't go and say, here it is. Um, right. that's, well, that's, that's good. I'm glad no, you no. could join us tonight because that probably wouldn't have been how it ended. <laughs> um, but I did say it's located you know, next to my knee, and he said, right. okay, that's fine. Um, but what, what do you do in that situation when you walk up to – a vehicle. Um, I mean, granted, <laughs> I have the podcast sticker on it and infantry, so it's probably right. a safe bet to say that there might be a firearm in the vehicle. Right. Um, but I noticed he came up and touched the rear light, sure. and I see a lot of cops that do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming that's fingerprints, or am I wrong? No, that's that's old school thinking. Yeah. Okay. Um, so your your generation thinking then, yeah, yeah and um, <laughs> and the next one under it, <clears throat> yes, and thanks. <laughs> and uh, so, how do you prepare yourself to go up and and what are you looking for, or what can you share? Sure. So you know, traffic stops are are probably one of the most dangerous things that we do next to uh, domestic violence calls. Um, traffic stops, you have everything to worry about uh, as far as, you know, initially seeing the vehicle. What what do you see is, uh, that you want to stop the vehicle for? And then, of course, you're not only looking for the traffic be- 
you know, behind that car to turn around, but also you. Um, so you got to manage everybody's safety. And I think when you rode with me, there was a couple of times where I yep. said, yeah, you know, they're, they're speeding, but it's not safe to turn around and stop them. Um, so yep. once you do get the vehicle stopped, you know, you're, I should say, you know, it's a, it's a whole process. So once you even decide that you're going to stop that vehicle, um, you know, oh, he had happens. every right to pull me over. Let's just say that <laughs> <laughs> it, there was so, a, a little, uh, a higher speed limit. Cause I was not paying attention. <laughs> right. So there, you know, as the vehicle passes you, you know, there should be something that, um, that we see that we're, we're going to stop you for, whether it be, you know, uh, uh, a broadcast that we had received that, a your vehicle description matches one that was involved in a traffic violation or a, or a crime that we're told over the air to look for, or it could be, you know, anything from a loud exhaust to a cracked windshield to right now, nobody has license plates, it seems. Um, and of course the obvious speed. Um, I don't think I need to hit home on that any harder, but uh, you know, as soon as you go past, we're looking at not only the driver, but we're looking to see if there's a passenger in some of the newer cars, the windows are coming out tinted pretty, pretty dark. Uh, but generally I like to look and see if there's car seats or kids in the back. Um, and then as I'm pulling up behind you, I'm, I'm watching what are the occupants inside the car doing? Does it look like they're trying to hide something? Does it look, uh, uh <laughs> ouch, good one, man. Right. Well, yeah. Did I've you forget to turn your radio on, John? <laughs> no, I've, I've, uh, I've stopped a few in my day. Let's just put it that way. Um, it, listening's hard for some people to do. Just so you know, Amanda, who, who dispatches for John, said he yes. has to be listening yes. first. I'm glad you got that right. She dispatches well, sure. for me, not to Oh, me. is that? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Amanda. So anyway, Sorry, I set it up. I'm like, <laughs> uh, so, you know, you're looking to see, because um, we have had people stash needles or heroin or, or whatever. So, you know, you're looking for movements within the car. Um. No, Bobby, we do not have a quota. Those are illegal, um, but we do have uh, grants. I'll just hit on it real quick. Um, we do have grants that are funded by the state and federal governments that uh, they, they would like to see us make contact with a certain number of people. Um, it does not mean we have to issue citations. Like, well, if we're working a seatbelt grant, um, they put us in a, they, the government, I should say local or the state tells us exactly where we can work. We can't pick our spots where we know there are a lot of violators. We have to go where the state tells us to. And so we hit those areas um, and we do have contacts. What we mean by contact is we will stop the person and, uh, you know, if they're not wearing a seatbelt and we're working seatbelt enforcement, we'll issue the citation. No big deal. Um, if we're stopping you, it, sometimes it's just a courteous stop. Like, hey, did, not sure if you knew this, but your brake lights are out or you have, a, you have a turn signal out. Did you use your turn signal? You know, things like that. Just because just you're getting pulled over by the police does not mean it's a negative contact. Um, now, alcohol enforcement, same thing. Uh, we try and work those in, in specific areas um, to us that we know are problematic. And uh, those, same thing, we have, we have a number of contacts that we would like to make. Um, obviously, if you're seeing somebody that's swerving or inconsistent speeds or at an intersection maybe too long, you know, those are 
some of the indicators of someone that's possibly uh, intoxicated behind the wheel. Uh, another one is my favorite one is they seem to always forget to dim their headlights because they're so uh, focused on driving straight and driving the speed limit. They forget to dim their headlights. There's too many tasks at hand to involve in driving. So those are, those are just some of the things that I'm looking for. So to get back on point to your question, Dusty is, uh, so as I'm, you know, I think you were with me when I made some traffic stops, but you know, as I'm pulling up behind the vehicle, I like to leave enough space between their vehicle and mine that, um, if I do need to to start field sobrieties on the side of the road, I have enough room safely to do so between the two cars. Mm -hmm. I noticed um, that when I was with you. Yep. Now it also creates distance, you know, should this crazy person decide to hop out and start opening fire, there's enough distance there that I, I don't have to make a gap. There's enough gap there already for me to get cover or concealment and mm -hmm. um, work that. Um, it just, where officers have to be careful is standing between the two vehicles. Um, you know, you should try and, and work on approaching from the passenger side. If you're on a busy stretch of highway, like, like Birch Run Road, there is absolutely no shoulder on that stupid road. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I really dislike pulling traffic stops on Birch Run Road in our County cause there's no safe way to do it in my opinion. So you're saying if we needed to make up time, Birch Run Road would be a good bet. <laughs> you can do that. Um, there's lots of driveways on that road as well. Um, and I'm not afraid to pull you over and tell you to go up to the next one and pull in. I've done that before. Um, just so that it's safer for you and I, because um, what a lot of people, there's a lot of um, uh, not pressure, but there's a lot of responsibility on the officer. The minute we've activated our overhead lights to initiate a traffic stop on you, we're, we're pretty much, rely we're held liable for your safety so i have to make sure it's in a safe spot i have to make sure that you know my wheels are turned in a safe direction that if i get ass packed my car doesn't hopefully go straight into you um it goes off into another direction i'm trying to keep myself safe and so if it does mean i have to tell you to pull off into a parking lot i, I can do that you know uh and then same thing while a lot of people get kind of nervous because the police are just all right he gave me my citation why is he just sitting there well a lot of times i try and block traffic for you for you to safely merge on and get on your way because i am responsible for you uh, until you get back on the roadway and on your way so a lot of things to look for um uh trying to get back onto your point when i'm approaching the vehicle i you know in this day and age i don't i don't touch the car i mean i probably did when i first started not a big issue for me. My focus is mo mostly looking in the car. If it's a truck, I'm looking in the truck bed. Do I see, do I see a bunch of beer cans, liquor cans, you know, any hunting or fishing items that maybe would meet, lead me to believe that there's a weapon in the car. Uh, as I approach a vehicle like an SUV or a car, I'm looking for, again, those kids. Um, Cause I hate to say it, a lot of times for me, if, if you're speeding like an idiot and I see kids in the backseat, yeah, I'm, I'm going to write you. I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, because you know, if you hurt yourself, fine, that's one thing, but the kids are innocent and in all of it. So I try and make it that point. And you might even see me give out the free ice cream cone card for the kids. <laughs> Cause how's my, how's mom or dad going to fight that? You know, <laughs> the officer <laughs> gave my kid a free ice cream cone. Anyway. Um, I got the ticket. They got the cone. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Right. Exactly. It is a hundred and twenty dollar ice cream cone. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, if you're lucky, it might only be sixty five bucks for a seatbelt. But anyway, right. <laughs> um, you know, as I'm approaching the passenger compartment, the main passenger compartment, I'm looking for paraphernalia. I'm looking for your hands. I'm looking for you. how are you? You know, what do your eyes look like? Are your eyes appropriate for the time of day? Um, Nick, you get enough free ice cream, I think. But, uh, you know, are, are your eyes pinpointed or dilated? Or is it appropriate for the time of day? You know, are you, do you look sweaty? Do you, do you look like you're um, appropriate for the time of day? Do you look like you're hiding something? A lot of times people can try and act um, nervous, but, you know, <laughs> right, Ryan, I hear you. Are they nervous? Are they not listening to commands? Um few years back we did have a problem with some um, um, citizens that uh, didn't necessarily recognize law enforcement um, but they but sovereign citizens they do recognize the sheriff's department luckily because our leader is elected versus mm -hmm. appointed but uh, you know there's just so much so much going on on a traffic stop you know um, I do like to formally introduce myself as uh, um, you know, my name is Deputy Ramirez from so-and-so, so-and-so. The reason for the stop today is this. What, you know, how fast were you going or did you acknowledge this? Anything like that. You know, and, and nine times out of ten, we're just looking for people to be honest. You know, I, I, I think I even showed you when you were doing your ride-along with us, the people that I knew had radar detectors. Yeah. You know, it, doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter. Once, once I hit my button, you're caught. Okay, yeah. your radar detector is a secondary. Uh, it's a, it's a reaction yeah, it to, to an action or something. Yes, right. right. Yeah. So it's it's like you know, look, man, I'm just I'm just trying to get you to be uh, honest with me. You know, like for me, integrity and honesty is is a lot. So I can look over a lot. Officers do still have <laughs> they they still have uh, discretion so far. Um, what to do with certain citations and whatnot, but um, yeah, it's you know it's very complex. Well, thanks to the officer that had me pulled over, he um, he definitely um, used that option. <laughs> 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 um, but no, it was all all good, and uh, you know I knew always have a plan when you whenever I have my firearm with me that makes. Just like when you, as soon as you start pulling somebody over, you're responsible for them. And I feel that, you know, if you're carrying a concealed weapon, number one, you you know, as long as you're doing it legally, you went through the class, you heard all the information. Uh, you know, I do have firearms training from many moons ago. And so when I'm carrying, I'm always looking around for everybody else. I don't want anybody to really bump up to me, you know, and right. all that. And so I've always had it in my mind that, if I ever got pulled over, <clears throat> which I was able to implement my plan, it went smoothly. Have I have the concealed carry behind my driver's license, so I pull them both out, spread them like a deck of cards, so they can see that I have two cards there and recognize it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's just to me, that's just common sense. You know, sure. he uh, did. Well, I absolutely. It is what you're required to do by law. Yeah, and. You know, and I showed him right where it was at. Um, you know, it was in plain view, so it's not like I'm going to, you know, put something over top of it, put my head over top, try to hide it. Um, right. <clears throat> and I just, you know, and then it got me thinking we had uh, three hours to drive after that. 
Um, and it got me thinking the rest of the way up there of, you know, how I know when I'm in Iraq and I had to approach a vehicle, you know, thumbs on the safety, ready to switch if you need to. There's already a reason that I think everybody's life is in danger. So we're already at that point of make a move, you're done kind of mentality. I mean, that's what we train for. If we don't, we can't be reactionary. We have to be that, you know, like your radar gun. We have to be the one that puts the reaction on them to save our right. own lives. Well, but they once as a told cop, me if, if you're not cheating, you're not winning, right? Yeah. That's, that's what I've been told before. So, um, you know, one of the things that honest, good people, majority of the people we come in contact with, 95, 98% of the people are just good people. They're just ignorant yep. sometimes. So when you're telling an officer, hey, you know, you, you give me your license and your CPL card, cool. Now I, you're going to tell me you're either carrying or you're not. All right. Most of the time I'm going to tell you that's cool. It doesn't bother me either way. But if you tell me you're carrying, the, the wrong thing you want to do is reach for the weapon when you're telling me where it's at. Here it is. <laughs> right. You know, just keep both hands on the steering wheel and say, my gun's on my right hip, left hip, under the center console, whatever. Just don't, yeah. And, and then it's usually when I tell you, all right, get the information I need, just don't reach for the firearm. Yeah. So those are some of the things would, that. The officer that pulled me over, I thought it was very good that he just, it's the ones that don't tell me I'm worried about. I think that was almost his statement. Um, and it, it he was just like, you know, you're good. And I had to uh, reach towards the center because the firearm was here and I'd reach in the center to grab my wallet because he needed more information. And I was like, well, I'm going to be near it. He goes, I got you. Just, you know, grab that. And that's all you got to grab. Right. And he kept the conversation going and, uh, um, you know, I grabbed it to him, handed it and the, the rest of it went smoothly. Uh, mm -hmm. he, uh, he didn't ask any questions about it. He just saw it was there and knew what to look for if he came back up. And I just thought that was interesting. I want to get your thoughts on the show of, you know, I guess to inform others, but also kind of give cops a, a, a quick overview of something that you do every day and don't get uh, complacent for, for one thing. Um, right. That That is definitely something that you don't want to get. <clears throat> I mean, he had no idea who I was. I mean, I'm sure he ran the plates or I don't know what he did when he first got there. It took him, you know, a good minute or so before he got out. So I'm sure he was looking something up and trying to see if there's anything on the vehicle that could identify. And, uh, but overall it was a good interaction between someone that is a concealed carry person. Sure. It was my first interaction like that. Um, you just got to be smart on both sides of that situation as the driver right. that's getting pulled over and as the officer is approaching the vehicle. Well, and a lot of that dusty really depends on your climate that you live in. Um, I've said it before and I'll, I'll say it a hundred times, um, every day that we're very blessed in this area that I do patrol in. We have a, a lot of law enforcement support, um, even the people that have had bad interactions with law enforcement may not have had a bad interaction with a specific officer. And I've shared stories like this before where, you know, um, a suspect or someone that we're about to take into custody be like, Oh shit, Ramirez, it's you. And it's a totally different game. 
You know, yeah. I've, I've been on calls where an officer was in a fight with someone. Um, they got the subject restrained and, and then the in, now the person in custody is asking the arresting officer that he was just in a fight with, like, yo, can, can he take me to jail? You know, it's like, it's, it's nothing um, in the bottom line is a lot of officers have to remember they're like just starting to get into this. You can't take this crap personal. You really, mm-hmm. really can't. Um, Cause we, we just truly don't understand what's going on in these people's lives. You know, they're, they're losing husbands, wives, children's, you know, maybe looking mm-hmm. to go back to prison, even for the stupidest thing, you know, they may be on parole or probation and, and you know, the next violation could be what sends them back. Um, so just, you know, it is what it is. Just treat them with respect and, and generally everything goes fine. Um, real quick, I see Bobby had wrote a question about what we do with sovereign citizens or, or people that only open the, the window a crack. Um, in the state of Michigan, it is required by law that uh, the driver produces a identification or driver's license when they're operating the motor vehicle. So, you know, again, with most sovereign citizens, as far as uh, sheriff's departments, they they're standoffish. They're, they hold their ground, but again, they generally treat us with respect. It's just kind of crisp. <laughs> Believe it at that, you know, and for the most part, I've, I've had them, um, you know, they only roll down the window a little bit and, uh, you know, they'll give you the ID card cause they're, they're just more of a leave me alone type of person. Um, it's, it's the ones that causes the issues that are trying to get the rise out of you. They're trying to get you on the news tonight. So, you know, there are things that we can do, you know, do I want to break out your window? No. Do I have the legal right to, if you're the operator and refusing to identify yourself? Yeah, I do. But none of us want to be on the news tonight. So that's kind of, you know, I I just stick firm with uh, treating people with respect and it goes a long ways. Um, It's the ones that just open the window a little bit and it smells like a brewery that we have problems with. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, everything's... uh, but they only had one drink people right right it was a a long time it was like an hour ago two hours (laughs) right yes (laughs) because i remember in louisiana they have (laughs) a open no open container and i'm I'm assuming michigan does i don't know correct but you can't have an open container of alcohol in your vehicle but you have a drive-through daiquiri business <laughs> and the way they get around it because they put the straw in but they only unseal the bottom two-thirds they have the top right. part right there Correct. and that constitutes a closed container <laughs> for the drive-through yeah. daiquiri <laughs> yeah i don't uh, yeah i don't know anything about that <laughs> i don't know if they still have it but i that was hilarious when i found that out when we lived down there and uh, I asked some cop friends, they're like, yeah, and then you'll see the moisture around the top of it where they took a drink and then put it <laughs> tried Tried putting it back on. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it was it was good. I just, I, I did a lot of compare and contrast on that drive up of, you know, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, you know, Iraq for a veteran and just coming from my veteran mindset, yeah, if we're approaching a vehicle, I mean, you've got everything plus probably a 50 cal pointed at this vehicle. Right. So, but when you're on patrol, you're by yourself. Does that ever, I mean, without getting into too much that you don't want to, but does that ever kind of mess with your mind a little bit to know, okay, 
Have you ever had that moment of, I'm the only one here? You know, it, it's just me. I don't have that backup that you and I would have had in, in probably in the my first day seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm happy I don't have a partner in my car. In fact, I'm, I uh, rebid night shift. Uh, so this fall, I'll be going back to my uh, lovely esteemed folks on nights. And uh, so those be trying... zombie Ramirez on our next show in the fall. Yes. Right. Yes. We're gonna have to move the show time to like midnight. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to wrap my head around, um, having a partner again. <laughs> I have not had to share my car in oh, no. years, right? <laughs> so it, it you're keeping the same car, right? Uh, no, with nights I'll be going to a Tahoe instead of my oh, Explorer. Okay. So, yeah, I just, so you won't be man. sitting on top of each other. Yeah, I don't. Well, in my new cars, it, it 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 does have more room, so I will I will say that. My, I have a brand new Explorer, and it does have more room than the one you. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But yeah, um, man, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. So, well, congratulations from... to John's new partner. Uh, yeah, right. We'll, like to just I'm say sorry. how welcomed I'm you sorry are. Sorry now. <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't go to church, he's gonna need to. <laughs> I may give him a card and say he's got three free sessions. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yes. Fourth and fifth will be discounted. <laughs> Repeat customer, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, so what? What do you do to yourself to get used to to nights? Because is there going to be a little? How much of a break will you have before you switch shifts? Um, I, I guess I I'm just information day. gathering right now because right, right. Yeah, it's so curious. Like, I'm, I'm switching rotations. So, um, yeah, if I stayed on the same rotation, I'd have two days to switch <laughs> over. Uh, but now, <laughs> thanks, Tom. <laughs> uh, but now that I'm switching rotations to you know, my, my opposite too. days, um, I, I think I'll have one night off. But, yeah. Oh, Jesus, Amanda, stop it. Uh, but yeah don't listen to so, him man to keep it up <clears throat> right uh yeah so it's you know there's there's no good way to get yourself to used to nights my, my beloved wife has been on nights for 13 years and well she's working right now but yeah i'm just doing it for a minute <laughs> i needed a break you know probably everybody else needed a break <laughs> so We'll we'll just let it go at that. But what shift you know, do you prefer? The one you're on or nights? You know, Can I you... would really enjoy a split shift. That's what I would okay. enjoy. I would enjoy kind of one like of those overlapping shifts. And, yeah, and the split shift is well, we don't have one. Shift. <laughs> but but well, if we well, I know did, you don't have one here, but yeah, if yeah. we did, I would I would just totally love it. It'd be like a ten to ten or a noon to midnight. Yeah. It's it would be nice, but it, you know, it is what it is. Apparently a man is calling you out again. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> night shifts, they just, you know, how else do you come into work to where it's tonight, but last night was yesterday and, and today is tonight and tomorrow. Is, Reports yeah, have right. got to be a blast. Especially oh, if, if you it carried away. on. Yeah. Especially if you, you know? carried on from like 1130 to one Right. I don't know how that would do, but that would sound. <laughs> Um, normally I, I hit my wall at like 3 a.m. Right. So, um, now I'm, I'm going back a minute because, uh, you know, I haven't been on nights in a while, but you know, I, uh, 
I've been known to park the car and roll down the window just to freeze my ass off to stay awake. But oh, I, I can't imagine. Yeah, it's, so it can we'll, be we're gonna start stocking up your uh, Monster Energy drink fund. Uh, and, I like uh, I like Monster Rehabs. The uh, <laughs> peach tea and the raspberry tea are amazing. Look for our um, Patreon. That's yes. only John's. Uh, yeah. And, and, I, monsters. and I really love rain, uh, the rain sour apples. If anybody can see them, find them, let me know. Uh, but yeah. yeah so <clears throat> all donations can be sent to Warriors Hope, who are our <laughs> right. 1C3 fiduciary, yeah. and uh, right. we will help John stay awake and keep our area safe. <laughs> right, right. I'm going to have to go to Sam's Club to see if they've got it, because right now nobody in the county has got it anymore. So yeah. We'll see. You go get those big, huge cases like I had in Iraq that my right. roommate and I would go through a case of those need, a week. Yeah, I need some rippets. <laughs> <laughs> I found a rippet the other day. And if you guys are looking for content, Jared, good luck naming this one. Um, uh, I might just say it's TBD. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I found a rippet the other day at a gas station near where I work. And I had to go back to old times and picked it back right. up. They still taste terrible. Yeah. Tear your guts up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So it was, it was cool. reliving the, the old days. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm thankful, truly thankful now that, um, uh, yeah, detox. Oh, Jules, yeah. we won't go into that. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Talk I about migraines for weeks about ago, four days. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah you know i, I i'm thankful that uh, this whole covid thing is miraculously over enough that we can get back to normal i can go back to dispatch and get some coffee um free coffee is always the best the and, he'll be there <laughs> well my night people my night people chad and and uh well brandon makes some for me occasionally but yeah amanda can make some good coffee um <laughs> but uh you know, real quick, I want to go back. I'm going to turn it back to what we were talking about. Yep. You know, if, if there's a you're talking about interactions with law enforcement, I've said this before, and generally people only have two interactions with law enforcement, right? And, and they're mostly negative. You, you either meeting law enforcement on a traffic stop or you've been a victim of a crime, right? So if you see us advertise coffee with a cop or, or any sort of public mm -hmm. outreach where we, um, Sergeant Robinson brings the, the dog out and, and lets the people meet black, uh, or our shop with a hero program run by officer geyser and Carol. Um, you know, I'm hoping to get back into the schools and read some books to the kids this, this upcoming school year. But if you have an opportunity to sit Wait, down, you don't do audio books to them. You actually read them. No, no. We, we, you know, I almost thought about doing that on this page when the kids were all locked in at home. Oh, you know, just, I cool. thought it was cool. That would right. have been like, a good idea. Uh, yeah. You know, well, when we, we could have had Jared, well, we election, we Jared's, uh, right. Right. we did, we did, Jared's, uh, we did. streaming of, oh. Christmas Carol. What was that it you read? For... Yeah, the Christmas. Carol. Oh, you guys, yeah. you guys added that to this one? Yeah, too? we did. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Local I let it run right and I plugged my phone in and walked away because I wasn't listening for three <laughs> That's hours. Right. <laughs> right. That's all right. I didn't want to give be you some support. For three hours. <laughs> you were wondering who those two Iron Men were that sat there and listened to the whole thing. It was our phones right. left alone. I only had two viewers the whole time. <laughs> but if you have an opportunity to sit down with an officer. Um, 
do it. Um, you'll find we're all mostly normal people, <laughs> slightly mm -hmm. disturbed like the rest, you know, and we, we have families, we have kids, um, you know, generally most of us have grown up here or have ties here and we really do like to sit down and talk with folks because um, there are questions that, you know, people have and, you know, the only way to get the answer is to talk to a cop. So I always encourage that. And outside of the uh, cupboard door incident, that was how you and I linked up and all this started because we went and right. met uh, and just sat and talked for a little bit. And um, how often do those coffees with the cops or I know the shopping thing is mainly Christmas, Christmas. time, if I remember yep. correctly. Yep. Um, Who knows? Maybe we can all talk and uh, uh maybe get some people to help us finance it we can sponsor one through us yeah maybe um so. you know it, i i don't know how often they well last year <clears throat> they didn't do them at all because of covid mm -hmm. um prior to that i think we did them i, I want to say once a quarter but don't quote me on that um now if you were home the other day i'm trying to think what day it was um summer school was going on there there at Cairo schools yep. and uh, uh you know I, I got some pretty amazing friends and um, officer geyser and, and lieutenant pisha and mccomb and sergeant robinson and Cairo fire and mmr did a parade of lights for all the kids you know they got to see the emergency vehicles and and facebook blew up and, thinking there was a bomb scare or shooter or yeah, something yeah and <laughs> here we are hilarious. just spreading good cheer yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sorry for those that if you're listening and, and you got freaked out by it, I'm sorry, but that's still hilarious. <laughs> right. I promise you, if it was a real bomb, there'd be way more of us. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, you know, it's a good time for the kids again to interact with, with law enforcement and uh, other first responders. Um, you know, I don't want to date myself, but there was a time at uh, my old school when I was elementary where we had safetyville you know um, that was way, safetyville shoot way back before the deer program right <clears throat> and uh you know it's it's a shame because let me tell you they've just they have defunded the police so much in the last 35 years um that programs like that that were great for kids to meet officers they they have taken that out of our mm -hmm. toolboxes and tool belts to use to connect with the communities that we live in and uh you know kids loved it i loved it riding them stupid little bikes around the the roads that were painted Playing on the floor and the, yeah. i mean um, yeah you know it was it was great to meet the officers back then or you know uh it, it there's there just has to be more of that connecting with our with our communities i really do believe that i do believe wholeheartedly in community policing and mm -hmm. you know honestly three years ago you would have not heard me say that ever i probably would have choked you if you said i had to go to a public event but okay um, so you know, uh why the change <laughs> well i realized uh yeah uh part of it was a personal change um growth and development on my part and, uh, you know, again, seeing the response, I guess, from the communities, you know, people always, you know, I've shared with it before, people buy my lunch uh, frequently, they buy my drinks frequently, and I don't ask them to, I don't like them to, uh, and generally when they do, I just end up 
putting money, you know, what my meal was going to cost me. I just pay it anyway and tell them to put it on somebody else's tab. Um, but there is a connection to the communities that, uh, during this time you really need to have. Um, mm -hmm. and when you can see that benefit law enforcement <clears throat> on our side, um, you know that it has good dividends to pay into. There's and I want to make sure that, you know, those that are, maybe they're listening to us, uh, later on sometime in the future and you're not from our area or you have an area that you patrol that it's not nice, a nice area or is this friendly? Cause like you said earlier, our area is very much majority pro uh, law enforcement, first responders. Correct. <clears throat> so if you're in an area that's not necessarily pro law enforcement and here you're listening to someone who's been a law enforcement officer into a for 13 years in a generally majority pro police pro first responder area saying this that goes even more for the other areas that have certain issues because um, here like i said 13 years this is a good area i think to be a, a police officer um you right. know leadership and other stuff will be another podcast but um for the most part the community's good and here you're seeing a change in, you know, after a decade of serving that community policing is beneficial and you already have the support. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we work closely with other agencies like the Child Advocacy Center that, that does a lot for us. And, you know, we support their superhero run. And it's just, it's a good way to show the, the communities that, um, we're a team, you know, it's, uh, you have your child advocacy center, you got your prosecutor's office, which, you know, a lot of people love to hate, you know, unfortunately our corrections guys and our dispatch guys and gals tend to get left out of the mm -hmm. conversation. Um, but we're all a team. We all, um, feed into these communities. We try and always put our best foot forward. And like I said, at the end of the day, when they can see us come together for things like shop with a hero, uh, where we can make an impact in these kids' lives at home, um, you know, and we do it for the kids, but we know it helps mom and dad too, or, or in some situations, mom or, and or dad. Okay. Um, so it's just, it's very important. It really is. The kids, you know, what they see on TV is, is drastically different than what we grew up with. Uh, you know, today, heck, my kids sat on the couch and watched chips most of the day. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, that wholesome um, law enforcement uh, role model that we had growing up, you don't have that today. You mm -hmm. know, you, you turn on like NCIS or um, any of the crime shows, you know, they're always talking about dirty cops and and that's fine. I'll be the first one to sit here and tell you, yes, there are dirty cops. However, it is not nearly as rampant as people think. And I can promise you, there's nobody that hates dirty cops more than cops. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's just a way to show our communities that we have their support. We have their back. Um, we truly do serve them. Um, you know, it's, it's just, there's just many things that officers can do, even if it's just stopping in on a medical, you know, it doesn't even have to be a serious medical, like a full arrest. It could be something simple as, in my opinion, like a difficulty breathing. 
that shit can be scary when you're home alone with when you're a senior citizen or even yeah. a senior citizen that had fallen um I'm not giving away anything, but you know, a couple of weeks back, there was this a, a mailman, a, a male woman, had heard um, somebody yelling for help, and she found this elderly male on the on the ground, and um, you know, I was just around the corner, so I responded, and you know, I had some water in my, I carry water in my truck, and I gave him some water to cool down because it was one of those hotter than you know hubs of hell days, and he had been laying down there for several hours with a obvious. I don't know the final outcome, but he had an obvious hip injury. It was either dislocated or broken, but it was obvious to me. Mm -hmm. You know, he's been laying out there for several hours. He's got to be scared shitless. I would be. You know, he he had other health issues. And just to see a first responder, you know, no, I'm not a freaking medic, but you know what? I can can hold your hand. I can talk to you. I can calm you down until the help does get here. And that goes a long ways when, you know, let's face it, we, we, we need money. We need millages. We need, you know, tools. We need trainings. And generally what we have to do is ask taxpayers. So it's those instances that people remember. Remember what I said when, when generally people only have two interactions with police and they're generally bad, traffic stops and victims of crime. Well, the only way we can change that is through, A, community policing, Mm-hmm. education and outreach such as that. Now I'm not calling for everybody to be public safety officers, but there's nothing wrong. We're trained in basic first aid. We're trained in CPR. Stop and help. You know, mm-hmm. and the, and that's um I've met some amazing people just doing that. You know, um I I helped with a a lift assist a few weeks back and in the guy's home I seen he'd had some military stuff in his house and I seen he had an Air Force hat and there was something else that was Air Force. So I asked him and sure enough, he was Air Force and he was retired out of Selfridge. That's where I retired from. And he was, I'm going to excuse the jargon, Jared, so don't ask. Um, (laughs) So he's what we call as a load toad. And I was an ammo, ammo guy. So when I said, when I worked line delivery, I would, I would bring the munitions after they were made and I would deliver them to the aircraft and then this is the guy that loads them on the aircraft, right? He does all the weapons checks and all the systems checks on the aircraft and loads them up that way. So for that guy, he, I don't want to say he forgot that his wife was injured, but again, it was another sense of connection to the first responders that were serving him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was like, dude, that's really cool that, you know, you and I retired out of the same base and, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, and it's connections like that, man. Um, so yeah, that's the only way you can change it is to be interactive with your communities. Um, you know, I did have some opportunities to work beside some community officers. Uh, I don't know what their technical name is over in Saginaw, and I mean they work in some <laughs> they work in some shit areas, bro. Like I'm talking, I, I wouldn't I work went there. Those areas when I was uh, working at the television studio for the public schools. I wanted to yeah, those areas. Like too. there's no so way in elementary schools, right? Like I, I mean, right. I have ballistic, I have ballistic panels on the doors of my car, right? I will, right. I will slow ride my seat <laughs> just so that most of me is behind that panel, right? It's already got to be a big panel to cover me, but you know what I'm saying? Like these dudes are out there, like just what I'm saying, man. They're out talking to the kids on the street. They'll play basketball. 
you know, I mean, that's 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 what I'm talking about. These these some of these guys are getting it. They really are. Good. Um, <clears throat> you had me. I was gonna say something, then you kept going and completely lost it. Never mind, Jared, go for it. Right. <laughs> Right. I'm so well, glad I mean, it wasn't me this time. Well, I think I, I think I get to listen to fireworks in my neighborhood again. I think is what I'm hearing in the background. It's not even dark yet. They're already shooting them off. Um, oh, uh, you need bigger oh, sound I've, panels. I think I stuck right. up the ones we've made. <laughs> oh, right. Fourth <laughs> um, uh, of July is coming up. That's what I was going to talk about. Fourth of July is coming up. Um, I'll be working. Yes. Oh, you're working on it. Stop it. Yes. Um, what uh oh there's so many different ways we can go with this but what can we god sakes i'll say this people don't call 911 on fireworks they're legal we're not gonna stop them it's america there There i said my piece (laughs) (laughs) um so i was gonna that was one thing i was gonna kind of ask um i guess amanda's leaving so i'll have to ask her later but uh do we get a lot of calls just because of fireworks and what do you do in that situation? I gotta, I gotta bring myself back down because I was all excited about community policing. And now you're asking me to talk about people. (laughs) Wait, aren't people in the community? (laughs) Yes. But I uh, believe me when I say I hate people. Okay. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a thing that I just, you know, knock it off. Like the, it's not hurting anybody. It, it, it's once or twice a year. Just leave your neighbors alone. Let them enjoy themselves. You know. <sighs> mm. Now, if they're aiming them at passing cars, okay, go ahead and call that. Or, sure. or shooting them off in the middle of the street, which happened here in my town. The local cop saw us out and about. He's like, never believe what I just had to do. Out in the second busiest street in this town, right out in the middle. Oh no! Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Just... Don't do that. Don't impede traffic. Right. Um, yeah. Keep it in your yard. <clears throat> right. You know, my my buddy, my partner, and I. One time, I always got to bring up the story when it's appropriate. And the neighbors were <laughs> shooting off uh, fireworks, and a bottle rocket had went in behind the siding and started a fire in the house. Oh. And, uh, you know, he and I got there before the, the local small town PD got there. Uh, we got there before the fire department. We booted the door. We rescued her, her newborn baby, and two dogs. So, yeah, you know, there's times when you can call 911. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, if it's burning where it shouldn't be, that's a great right. time. Or you know, if you're and, missing a digit that was there before you lit it, that's another. Well, that was time. that was two years ago. We had uh, a gentleman lose a hand to yep. uh, mishandling <laughs> fireworks. <laughs> Unintended pun. <laughs> so um, yeah. Oh, I'm getting a message from my wife. Hold on, she may have a question. Oh. No, stop the um, show, Jules. Is stop on. the show. Yeah, right. Yeah, she was bringing up that I thought about it uh earlier and uh, i guess i'm gonna go there because she said so so that's why we've been married happily for 15 years um (laughs) but uh the fireworks and veterans um you know we're for first responders and veterans this is a tough one for me because july 4th not to get into our 
last episode. Mind you, I have not listened to that one, and I don't think no, my I haven't either. yet. Um, <clears throat> if you guys want to see what it's like to be putting your emotions out there, listen to the last episode we had. Um, but uh, what about shooting off where you know veterans are? Do you think that's a thing? Because we've got a lot of people that put the um, – Yes, she reminds me all the time how happily married I am. Did I get yes. that cue card right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got guys that put signs out. Veteran lives here, no fireworks, please. Okay, you can put whatever sign you want out there. Um, personally, I never will. And yes, fireworks do affect me, especially around July 4th, because on July 8th, uh, my unit lost a medic and a friend of mine. Right. So that time of year, um, let's just right. say uh, my anxiety meds um, regulate quite a bit because I can't, and it's been uh, we were years. we were rock attacked on July fourth, and um, knock on wood, we didn't lose anybody. Um, so yeah, I don't necessarily like them. Uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a it's a challenge. Um, but for the most part, if I can stay busy doing mm. other things like working, uh, I don't like working on July 4th, but I will. Uh, mm. so as long as I'm getting decent calls, uh, it's <clears throat> not a problem. Um, you know, you won't catch me sitting in Bay city on the, on the, you know, riverside watching them explode overhead. No, at least not without, you know, an inhaler and medications and everything else. Uh, you know, but, um, yeah, I don't see, here's the thing, man. And, and my coworkers kind of laugh at, at it all the time is I, I love my veterans on here, but, but let me just say this, God, I hate veterans. Right. And I'm, I, I mean this in a special, With all special the love way. and <laughs> right. Like, I know that's my focus group, but just, just hear me out. Follow with me. Okay. I think I know where you're um, going with this. Oh God! I, we just we, uh, all right. yeah. well. I mean, I'm just trying to reword it so that I don't like. You know, it's just us three. We don't. The general population, I, I, they don't owe you personally anything. Correct. Okay. We joined out of our own servanthood, our own willingness to serve. We don't owe you anything. You know, the VA owes you, the government owes you, but I don't. I don't owe you anything. And and this goes from like on a traffic stop, this happens all the time. You know, they, they give me a, a veteran's ID card. I'm like, that has nothing to do with what we're about to talk about. Nothing. And it pisses yeah, me off. Yeah, that one stayed I, I don't in my care. wallet. I only gave yeah, up my driver's license. I don't care <laughs> that you're a military veteran. If anything, it pisses me off because you knew better, right? You, you're supposed to oh, have yeah. integrity. Yep. You're supposed to have all these core values that you, I shouldn't have to be stopping you, right? So aside from that, to the we all know the veteran that throws a sign out or or – you know, wears a hat or does anything to attract, you know, the thank me for my service type veteran. I hate mm -hmm. those ones. You know, I, I, we talk about our experiences on here because this is, damn it, it's our platform. We can do that. Right. 
but we're I trying to I normalize the trauma so that way somebody else who's right. struggling with it. I, I do we like mean, talking about our stuff? No. <laughs> no. Again, right. listen to the last episode. Thank right. you. So, you know, it, it bothers me with what the intent is. Just like um, a few shows back in the, in the beginning, we talked about the wallet cards that says I'm a PTSD. Oh, uh, yep. You know, that you carry in your wallet. Yep. Look, man, I don't need a damn timeout card. Okay. You remember when the army did those? You got stressed out in basic training and you got a stupid timeout card. As I was getting out, I had a guy that came to my unit that asked me about those. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah. Like, (laughs) really? Like, come on, man. Look, as long as, and, and this is how I feel about it. All right. Neither one of us have a, a good positive outlook on July 4th, right? Our experiences. Um, but uh, through, through treatment, through medications, through um, working through some things with our families, it, it'll still affect you, but you should be able to get through it. Right. Like I can get through it with my wife and my kids. Right. And I will, I don't like fireworks. I don't like, uh, the large crowds. I, there's nothing about July 4th that I like, but I will take my kids to see them because, well, damn it. It's American. We're supporting, you know, the beliefs, the foundations of this country, although some people are confused right now. Um, but you know, it just, it's the, it's the ideology standing behind it that I firmly believe in. Right. So I will, I will do those things begrudgingly, but I'll do them. I don't look for attention from it. You know, it just, (sighs) this is where people have to be honest with themselves and say, you know what? Yeah, I don't like it. You know, maybe, maybe it's any other day. Maybe it's a, you know, I firmly believe we were, we were attacked on July 4th because they knew that we were celebrating. Oh, you know, absolutely. They, they, they have the big, you know, burger burns where they're treating, you know, all the GIs to, to mm-hmm. a little taste of home. And they really thought they would catch us off guard. Well, they didn't, they failed. And, you know, if anything, that, that just, um, uh, made us feel even more proud. Like, oh, you want to attack us on our holiday? All right, you know, right. we didn't take any. We set up our own fireworks at that point. Right, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah how'd you like that shit? Right, like yeah. it just, you know. And this is where I say I'm getting off track, but you got to okay. be honest with yourself. Um, if you're having problems with any holiday or whatever your trigger may be. Talk to your loved one, talk to a trusted friend, go see a counselor, mm-hmm. right? If you have to take medications for a bit, hey, it's cool. Take them. They don't want you on them forever either. It's just to help right. you to take the edge off while you learn how to cope and build your coping mechanisms. Yeah, so, Bobby asked a, a question. She says, why does it bother you? And um, I think I'll take this one. Um, why does July 4th bother me? Um, when I really realized that fireworks were as an issue, um, and if my wife is still listening, she will definitely, uh, she was there for this. 
<clears throat> we were at a Detroit Tigers baseball game, a night game. So it was, I believe it was the month of July. Right. Uh, and, every Friday night, I think they do them. <clears throat> yes. Like and they have a spectacular fireworks. I remember seeing them at the old Detroit stadium uh, when I was a kid. And uh, so I went ahead or we were there and we were sitting, we were back off the third baseline. Um, but the fireworks were in the uh, center of the outfield. So, I mean, they're right, right there. And, and it's like, to the point you're looking back, almost got your head in the lap behind you because you're trying, everything's going off straight over your head. Well, <clears throat> on this particular day, and my and I think I had been out for six years, you know, not thinking anything of it. The fireworks went off, and I knew they were going off. I was watching them go off, and all of a sudden, this one went off that had looked like yellow tracers to me. Yep. And my wife looked at me, and she knew something was off because she watched my body style, my <clears throat> body position, or tense up. So she knew something was off. Um, I'd already been diagnosed with PTSD. I knew all that. I thought I knew my triggers. Uh, when we were in Iraq, we had what's called, I believe it's called the CRAM. It's called something else when it's on the ship. But right. as it comes in, I think I've shared it on the podcast before. As a incoming round starts making that trajectory down, the CRAM is radar guided <clears throat> to take out the the round that's incoming and it took one out right over our head um pretty sure it was coming close i don't know how close it's very difficult to tell but i remember watching that yellow stream of tracer rounds go over my head and sure. and pop and at that instant i was back in iraq because i saw that yellow stream go up over my head um, you know, there's been times, you know, we get personal on this. Uh, there's been times that I was, we had somebody set off fireworks near our house and I've been on the floor where my wife came down and I was in such a mess. My nerves just shut right down. Mm -hmm. Uh, and she came down there with me. We got, you know, everything was taken care of. Everything was fine. Uh, but yeah, it, it triggers you if you've been in situations where there's just a sudden explosion sure. um now i've found maybe i don't know about you john but i've found if i set the suckers off i'm, I'm okay i'm okay with that why yep. because veterans like control yep. <laughs> we absolutely, absolutely do uh, that's, most that's why i don't like flying <laughs> i'm not in control <laughs> Legit, um, like part yeah. of my worries about having a partner is when he drives <laughs> like okay. it's it's I'm not saying anything about his driving. I'll leave that to you know here and after September. But right. uh, you know, it's just I, I I don't like not being in control. I'm in my mind a superior driver to everyone. So it's yeah, I'm in your be driving. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I have no way to speak right now after getting pulled over, so I'm just right. gonna leave that one alone. Jared, you take that. Uh <laughs> but yeah, <I> it's <laughs> Um, and then add on top of that, uh, July 4th is kind of around July 8th. They kind of follow each other. Um, 
and then we talked about anniversaries and stuff before on this so you guys can go back and listen to other podcasts if you haven't heard them but anniversaries are hard um so all that coming together right around the week of july um yeah i am a nervous wreck in fact i looked the other day I have enough meds to get me through following doctor's orders. I'm not taking extra. I'm not taking anything right. new. So I'm right. just going to put that out, you know, in case we get transcribed again. <laughs> make, make sure you have enough refills, okay, and get them filled yes, before right. a long holiday weekend. Yes. Bad and news that is, can happen. That has been done. Um, and, you know, I prepare for July 4th. Do I like July 4th? Do I like the holiday? Okay, I like the holiday, but I don't like what comes with the holiday. Um, right. And then, you know, my wife is in Canada uh, with her family, and they've got uh, Canada Day, which is July 1st. So even when I'm over there, I can't escape it. Now, mm-hmm. does that mean I go and, and dig a bunker and go hide in it for that week? No. <laughs> I still have a job to do. I still have a family with, well, family's out of town right now, but I still have a family. I still have our farm. I still have stuff I'm responsible for. But does it affect me and affect those around me? Absolutely. And during those times, and John had already said it, reach out to somebody. If you don't have a counselor, find a counselor. If you don't like that counselor when you first sit down with them, ask them to find another one. Sure. I've been the counselor and the counselee. If it doesn't fit, you need to find something you're comfortable with. Um, A friend, family member, find somebody to talk to and say, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. It sounds difficult. It sounds weak. But I'm telling you right now, I would not be married for 15 years this year if it wasn't for the fact that I said I need help. Right. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and I don't have the flashbacks, um, per se. Um, I, I have the like ridiculous anxiety where I swear I'm having a heart attack, dripping sweat, can't breathe. Mm. Like, yeah, it's bad, you know? And, um, and sometimes I feel like the, you know, like, let's say, let's say I'm going to Bay city for the fireworks. Um, I will have anxiety the moment you tell me we're making plans to go all the way up until the show's over, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, but for me, it's, it's loud noises in general. I mean, uh, yesterday, my Jonathan and I were at the ATM getting money out and, you know, I, I I still don't know what it was. Uh, it, it was not a backfire. I will tell you that it was not a backfire from an engine, but it was something loud, and in my mind, anything that I can't discern what it is right away, it's a gunshot, right? And mm-hmm. it it scared the living hell out of me. Like, I yelled, I'm reaching for my weapon, which I didn't have it on me. Um, you know, it was just like, you know, I'm I'm looking, you know, I'm observing, I'm, I'm looking, I'm just like, what the, you know, what, what's going on? And, and uh you know, so that's that's one of the things, like I said, because the rockets that we had, we were attacked in the middle of the day, and so there were no incoming. All we heard was the siren and the impacts, so we couldn't mm-hmm. see them coming. Um, so that's part of where my anxiety comes in. Um, 
you know, we had been attacked at night before. So yeah, same thing with the, um, the streamers that go up and then they explode. Yeah. Those, I don't care for those. Uh, I'm sure fireworks are beautiful. I remember when they were beautiful when I was a kid. Um, oh yeah. You know, I just, you know, I, th- I think I shared, shared something on our page <clears throat> sometime over the last week where, you know, that's, that's a life that I won't get back. You know, that's uh, due to my experiences, you know, the honest enjoyment of fireworks, they're gone. So, yeah. you know, it's just, you have to find what, find out what your triggers are and how to work with them. Mm-hmm. And if you're struggling over July 4th or really, you know, it seems to come out a lot more in July 4th, I think, in, in the work that I do. But if you're struggling over this time and you need somebody, anybody to talk to, um, you know, we're probably struggling too and we'll need somebody to talk to. So get a hold of us. Um, right. This page or, you know, Veterans Warriors Hope, um, definitely first responders contact us. Uh, you know, if, you know, we don't care if you just want to talk, you want to talk. Both right. of us probably have insomnia anyway. So, you know, we're, <laughs> we're up all hours <clears throat> and soon you'll be up all hours just because you get paid for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you're right, Bobby. Exposure therapy is not recommended. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless it's C4 shaped charges and we're setting them off ourselves, then right, then we might we might be able to talk. I'll bring the deck cord. <laughs> <laughs> but, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, I mean, lumber's expensive, so we'll have to build it out of steel. <laughs> right, <laughs> Jared, you want to wrap us up for tonight? Yeah, and actually, I want to start out. I want to wrap us up with a uh, a year ago yesterday. Facebook reminded me I got challenged to do twenty two push ups over twenty two days. So today would be the one year anniversary of starting that four hundred eighty four push up uh, challenge, which led to me meeting Dustin, uh, and led to this, and led to this show. So. So you guys have your origin story with the uh, cabinet that we brought up. So right. I had to bring up the, this part when of the we origin our story. Kitchen, with... I am going to like engrave that or something or, or you know, right. gold, gold plated. We'll frame it out, <laughs> bronze it like a uh, right. like little booties. We'll, and... I'll engrave SDC on it. <laughs> <laughs> but but that, I think that challenge was important. And, I, and the guy who challenged me, I think I was one of few people who actually did all 22 days. So mm, it was really true. nice to be able to to do that and uh, and meet Dustin along the way and do some help with Warriors Hope and starting the show. So uh, anybody out there, when you get challenged to that to do that twenty two push up challenge, do all twenty two days. A tubby like me got it done. You can do it too. So I think I've got enough from from basic training and former NCOs. I got enough in the bank. I'm good. <laughs> right. I've already paid it There's a Marine that <laughs> Marine challenged me. So, and he did, all, he did all his too. All right. Yeah. Uh, so we'll sign off. Everybody have a good night. Hit us up on Facebook or surviving danger close at gmail.com. I had to look at my other computer to see it. Cause I couldn't remember how we had it. So uh, hit us up if you're struggling and we will see you all in uh, at the next show. Thanks.